April 7th, 2020. I swear these days, as far as the weather's concerned in South Florida, been absolutely beautiful. We on the heels of the coronavirus. Um, I'm not even sure how I feel about it all. Life is different. Um, the freedoms that we all take for granted on a regular basis have been, I'm not going to say taken from us, but it definitely comes to us at a limited capacity now. Um, all my friends and family, I don't have the luxury of just going to see them. A lot of them are um, bound to their homes. There's a mandatory curfew in effect. 10 p.m. It's 9 now. I just left the gym. There aren't any gyms open. I'm very fortunate. I have access. Um, man, things have just, like, they're dead. I saw something a couple of days ago with um, uh, the South Florida mayors, commissioners, etc. And this one black dude, yo, buddy was snapping. Buddy was snapping on, like, I don't know the head lady in charge like she didn't do nothing and um, whatever municipality she was in control of or a part of she was like cutting off people lights knowing that people um, were forced to um, to leave their jobs and weren't going to be getting paid so like their last paycheck may have been their last paycheck <clears throat> substantiated for some amount of time and um but it was like, yo, you got people with their lights getting cut off. You cut off lights and they not met. But, yo, it was emotional. Like, it, it touched me. It hit different. It touched me in a different way. Like, just things like that put a lot of things in perspective. Speaking of perspective, I went and saw my grandpa today. He's passed away. I went to his gravesite. I went to the cemetery today. And um, in times of crisis... It seems that people feel the same way I feel. You got to grab onto something like you're hoping. It just seemed to be a lot of families um, seeing their loved ones or the site where their loved ones were buried. It was a sad scene. I, too, myself um, found myself sad. I go there um, sometimes, you know, kind of to grab my own self by the shirt. I grab myself by the shirt, you know, kind of a get your shit together type thing. That's the shit my mom used to tell me when I was fucking up. She grabbed me by the shirt be like, get your shit together. But, um, yeah, I went there to see my grandpa and I'm, I'm, I'm spiritual in the sense like I feel like um, I need him. So I go there and I actually like sit down I like have a chit chat. Sometimes I lay on the grass, like have a conversation. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm picturing his face, his mannerisms, the way he held his face, his mouth. Um, I'm picturing him speaking back to me. And I don't know if he's actually speaking back to me and what I would expect him to say or what I know him to say, or if I'm, it's my way of comforting myself and self-guidance. And I'm hearing him say, uh, what I myself want him to say um, I'm not sure 
but either way I find comfort it's very tough for me um I I don't I don't know what I expected my dad and my my grandfather were like fucking superheroes and now that they're gone I feel as if I, I may be in a in a spot in my life where nobody in this life will ever truly understand where I'm coming from and how I feel or, or even be in unison with me or be in sync with me in that way um, ever again so at times it makes me feel uh, I guess dark is the word that I'm looking for it's gonna say lost but I'm, I'm I have no shortage of direction so I'm, it's just dark it takes me to a dark place sometimes and it's so odd as a double-edged sword because being there knowing that he's gone is dark being without him is dark um, when I leave at times I feel dark but while I'm there while I'm in, in while I'm within that connection um, nothing could be more clear. As I'm getting older, I'm finding shit that um, didn't necessarily matter to me. Well, not even necessarily. Let me own it. Shit that didn't matter to me at all seems to be important now. It's crazy. Um, Also, so I'm in the house the other night. JoJo's boiling something. I don't know what my son got going on. But he got the smoke like. It's yo, it's looking crazy in the house. So boom, and it's obviously it's like water. He's boiling, so I don't know what he's doing because he he think he be chefing up, but he be fucking up. So I'm downstairs going through some paperwork. I'm doing some reading. You know, I'm a nerd. I'm in there reading and shit. He comes downstairs like, yo, pops, why you ain't um, why you ain't tell me my shit was boiling over? I'm like, Jojo, you cut the shit on high, and you went away. How the fuck you ain't know your shit was boiling over? That ain't on me. Okay, so boom. The next day, uh, I'm at work. Juju's in the crib. Man, that's your son. That fool look like you. He act like you. I'm like, yeah, to a certain point. And then I start hearing, Mac, 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 and, and, and. I'm like, what, what the fuck is going on? She's like, oh, I went downstairs and I heard like a splash. A splash? And the fire alarm's going off. Sound like some shit on fire. And JoJo tried to fucking put it out if you heard the splash. Oh, probably. Yo, go downstairs and make sure fucking shit ain't burning down, man. JoJo got the whole house full of fire. The neighbor on the left called me. The neighbor on the right called me. He got the windows open. Doors open. Sliding glass door open. It looked like um, shit burning up in the crib. Not burning. But like my granddaddy said, burning. Shit burning up in the house. The day after I just told him about that shit, the next day he about to burn down the house. So a frying pan was on fire, he took it outside, and at least he remembered some of the shit I told him about certain fires, and he threw a whole bunch of dirt on the pan, got the fire out. But King Jojo about to burn the motherfucker down. I'm a renter. I ain't got first, last, and security to go nowhere else. So if JoJo fuck up, I'll be, you know how the Jetsons was like moving on up? I'll be moving on down. I'll be right back living at my mama house. I'm all over the place. That's just what I do. I be rambling. Bear with me.
hear me out. So we went from social injustices to social distancing. And you motherfuckers act like you care, don't matter. You was anti-social any fucking way. This is shit I be talking about. Like people don't want to do shit until they can't do shit. Hey, I when I was in the service, I would travel to like third world countries and they had just like mandatory curfews. And like if you get caught outside after a certain time of night, like the police wasn't gonna arrest you. They wasn't gonna fucking take you in, write you a ticket, a citation. You was gonna get bust upside your motherfucking hat rack and get your shit split to the white meat. And we ain't under those terms and circumstances right now. But we definitely under like certain curfews and shit. And if you're not, um, if you're not part of that advanced party that we used to call it when I was in the army, if you ain't part of the mandatory folk, if you ain't considered to be essential, then your ass ain't supposed to be, um, another one, like my granddaddy said, out the door. You ain't supposed to be out the door. And I know we get restless and we don't want to do it, but the truth is, if we don't stay away from each other, then we're never going to be able to realize any sense of normalcy again. They say I'm essential. So I go to work every day. From work, I slide by, get my workout in. From there, I, I go home. And I read. Oh, man, my cable was out. My, my Wi-Fi was out the other day. I got a, I got this poker thing going on right now. You guys hit me up at bamathletics.com. B-A-M-M-A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-S. For more details. Got a little poker page going on right now. Uh, me and a couple of my friends are hosting it. Um, man, we distribute a lot of money. We ain't making a lot of money. But we distribute a lot of money daily. Some shit for you to do while you're in your house. Email me and... Um, so I can get you the details if you a poker player. Um, my damn Wi-Fi was out the other day. Goddamn, they tell me that the Wi-Fi man can't come out until Sunday. And where I stay out, I live in the sticks. They tell me the Wi-Fi man can't come out until Sunday. It was like Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't even like do my podcast. I can't even like do the shit that I want to do. Make no BAM Athletics type money. And then on Sunday, the jit that they sent out, I actually end up knowing him, a cat that I've known for like, young man I've known for like 15 years. And um, he like, nah, we sitting around doing nothing. I'm like, ain't this that bullshit? I needed my wifi. Yo, I, I don't know if you guys fuck with it, but we got a Trader Joe's here and I'm sure you can find it in other places. But I'm a huge peanut butter fan. It's this shit called cookie butter. Yo, if you're trying to watch your weight, if you're trying to watch your figure, I just fucked you over because this shit is fucking delicious and it will change your life. It's graham cracker whipped type butter type peanut butter consistency type with little bitty little chunks of graham cracker in it. And this shit is so good. Like seriously It's stupid good So you know what my fat ass been, I've been snacking like a mug Um, Haven't been able to play no damn softball Everything is closed I had planned on traveling to play Hopefully But that's 
canceled. Not anywhere far. I was going to go to Lakeland and play. But that's canceled. Um, they got this thing going on at my job where if you take two weeks off and use your own time, then you'll be paid 66%, two-thirds of your pay to stay home for up to 10 weeks. Um, I ain't rich. I ain't got a lot of money. But I know to not endanger myself and my kid, my family, to stay home and away from um, the boxes and the people I work with and being in the confined area and customers being in people's face, people being in my face. Um, 66% is that one-third of pay is well worth um, not having to risk my own health. And, yo, like, I think back about on this in, like, December, January... I was the sickest I've been in my fucking life. My body was hurting. It was very tough to breathe. My temperature was high as shit. I was coughing up, spitting up, blowing out of my nose every color that you could imagine. Like I felt like death. I lost a gang of weight. My fat ass had no appetite, which there hasn't been an illness in my life. I've been shot before and my fat ass was still trying to eat. So, like, I, I, there, I, there was nothing. I, I, I was in, in pain. I felt like hell. I felt like I was going to die. I felt like I died last week. I'm pretty sure that that was this corona shit that I was dealing with. I even went to, like, a makeshift clinic here, and they tested me, and they were like, yo, you ain't got no flu. I was like, but I can't fucking breathe. Ah. They gave me some antibiotics, a shot in the booty, and I more or less thugged it out. Pretty sure that the corona shit had hit me. Me and my sister, well, you know my sister Kimberly is my everything. And she may have that Rona right now. She said her dude got it and she's struggling. She's a cop and she's struggling to get the test. And like she can't, she done been to a couple of testing sites that they said she could just walk up but come to find out you do need an appointment. Um Yeah, this shit has got things, it's got life, uh, it's got well, I know. Life is limited, but it has me with a um, with a larger sense of appreciation for the things that I take for granted on a normal basis. But man, at least I got my son. Man, that kid is that kid is my everything. I still kiss him. He's 21 years old. I kiss him. I hug him. I tell him I love him. I jump on his bed with my drawers on and put my ding ding on him. Like I'll just, I'm a clown. And I love my kid more than fucking life itself. And that's just something else that I, uh, I'm able to embrace during these tough times. I got two daughters and I love them too. But we've since fallen out. Since they've become grown, they, they got a mind of their own and... I, I, I wasn't such a great dad when they were born. I was 17 years old and 18 years old. I just I just wasn't equipped, and I'm not making any excuses for them. I wish, I, I, I hope, and I've reached out a, couple, a few times, not a couple, more than a few times, and I more or less got pushed to the side. I, I hope one day their relationship with me gets better. My relationship with them However you want to say it I just hope things get better one day And I hope they get better one day soon I miss my girls Alexis, Victoria Your dad loves you Um, You know, speaking of that I was 17 when Alexis was born And she was like a little doll baby 
Like I was, I was afraid to touch her and hold her like I was going to break her, right? She stayed inside. I was in the service at the time. She stayed inside. She barely saw the sun those first couple of years or the first few months of her life. Um, she missed out on a lot. It was, I, stayed, I was in upstate New York, so the snow was high. It was always fresh snow on the ground during the winter. And I didn't even let her like go outside and make snow angels, throw snowballs at me. Like until like the last like winter before I left. Then Victoria was born. I wasn't in her life um, very much as she was young. We made a, we connect, ended up connecting when she was older, and um, I was a little more liberal about the things that she did. And then five years later, JoJo was born, and I was like, man, let him play outside in the dirt. I don't too much give a fuck. Let him, he'll be alright. And it's true, man. With like the old people say, let them damn kids outside. And that's probably why my two daughters have ailments and sicknesses, and their immune system isn't up to par. It's just not geared toward um, fighting off things. And JoJo was exposed to dirty shit early on, and he a trooper. He a soldier. Through these times, like, I hope everybody's taking the opportunity and the chance to kiss their loved ones. Um, my father's passed away, but my mom was still here, and man, I still kiss her and hug her and lay on her boobies and all kind of stuff like I'm a kid. I hope you guys do the same. Uh, tomorrow's not promised. I was with Fifth earlier today, and Ricky and, and George. And before I left them dudes, I told them all I loved them. And it's crazy because my pops is like a a Vietnam guy. And until he fell ill, he wasn't like a kissy, huggy, feely, I love you type of guy with his boys. He was with the girls, though. But as he got older, he became more in touch with his own emotions. And, and especially when he knew he was going to pass away, he became a lot more passionate, um, and I feel like I was raised on survival. And I'm doing my best to raise um, my kids. And when they were younger, I did my best to raise them with love. You guys have a great night. Bam.